Such a wonderful moment, wonderful time to be in the presence of God. My name is Jita John Bosco, Heart of Washington International Ministry, Africa, the number one podcast listened to all over the world. We are so happy to have you this evening and this night uh, by the grace of God. It has been God's grace that we still have the breath. Of course, uh, being alive is one of the greatest uh, uh, gifts that we have in this life. Otherwise, without this breath, there's no way how we can operate in life. There's no way how we can say we shall buy, we shall do this, we shall do all the other. So it's the greatest gift that Jesus Christ has given us every day, the everyday miracle in our lives. Because you cannot buy breath. You cannot. You cannot. Even if they put you on oxygen masks, on oxygen machines, indeed they can fail to hold your life. It is only God that can help you to pass through that. Tonight such a different night and we have a man of God, Pastor Richard, who's going to be talking to us and we are continuing to give a more enlightenment and a deeper explanation, understanding of God's builders. As uh, kingdom builders, of course, when I talk about kingdom builders, I'm talking about God's people that are building a kingdom. Giving a glimpse or a glimpse of this, I mean that the way how we have to understand the kingdom of God being uh, growing, being enlarging, expanding, it's all about when we go in the field to preach the gospel. We preach the gospel in terms of evangelism. It can't be door to door, it can't be a crusade, it can't be a seminar, it can't be an open air, whatever. So there are so many formats that Christians use so that they can capture a number of people to listen to God's word. And whoever joins this family of Christ Jesus, of course, 
that shows that it's one of the indicators that the kingdom of God is enlarging by the grace of God. He can take you from the ground and give you a crown in no time. He's the lion of Judah. Yes, of course, he's the lion of the Judah, the beginning of the power and everything in life that we need. Most important thing that we need to focus on here again before we pray, we need to look at something very simple and uh, in line with the kingdom building, in line with the expansion of God's kingdom. And uh, a lot of things have been discussed. And of course, even today, there are a lot of things that are going to be discussed. When you look at life of Timothy in chapter 4, verse 12, up to 13, it's, it, I term it as a young witness. And this is Timothy, a young witness, of which these scriptures are a living word. So Paul is giving Timothy both encouragement and instruction. Timothy is obviously young. But he has been chosen to preach. He's told, however, to be a good example of Christianity. Paul knows that the people will be watching him. He's also told to study as well as to encourage and teach. We have been called to be disciples because of our baptism. We too must be good examples of the Christianity we proclaim. It doesn't matter if we are young or old. We are expected to imitate Christ in our way of life, in how we show love to one another and by our moral choices. We are also expected to grow in our knowledge of the faith by reading the scriptures and to encourage others to be faithful and to teach others by word and example. We should never stop learning. I'm constantly amazed by how much I have forgotten of what I have read. And I'm also surprised that a passage I have read many times before now has a different meaning to me. And that the same scriptures always will read. That is because scripture is a living word. I know I have said that before, but we sometimes need reminding. This is one of the reasons passages of scripture appear in more than one book in the Bible. And sometimes with expanded meaning. Jesus himself quotes the scripture and gives a new interpretation, a clearer understanding of its meaning. Just as Timothy had Paul as his teacher, we also might seek out our others who can help us understand what it means to be a Christian and also who will support us as witness our faith, as witnesses of our faith, even to others. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your grace and your mighty Lord. It helps that you have given us encouragement as well, resources to enable us to be better witnesses to others of joy being a Christian. And we believe that you are the only mighty God. Therefore, dear God who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thou be done on earth as it is in heaven. Grant us wisdom to realize our mortal impermanency. For we also long for the day that we can join you and Jesus in heaven. We desire to feel your love forever and reciprocate it to you. But we know that we must purge ourselves of our sinful ways and ask for forgiveness. We ask that, King of Glory, you help us wish these lofty goals for we know it is possible our strength and our redeemer 
even at night as we are discussing, as we are continuing to learn, may you guide us. Even we pray for our preacher tonight, that may you guide him as we are learning and we continue to understand your word. It's going to be one of our greatest moments, and we shall be reminded. That's why scriptures repeat themselves in the Bible, always to be reminded by God's grace. We'd like to thank you because you've loved us and you take care of us every day and every time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. about that everything belongs to the almighty God, everything belongs to God. It's such a wonderful time indeed to always to understand this and reminding ourselves that to Christ Jesus everything that in our lives belongs to him. Our families, our children, our ministry, everything that we are doing. And this is a moment a high time that I've come to realize if we do not lean on God there's no way how we can survive in life. When we look at Paul's life, when we look at Timothy's life, Paul was a disciple of Christ Jesus and he preached the gospel because he witnessed Christ. Paul trained his people and he trained Titus and they became great pastors and of which they were even young pastors. So no any way where we can say that we are still young, we are still young or whatever, no. Building the kingdom of God, you don't need to first have very many years, you don't need to first have billions of money, you don't have to first have a, a become a millionaire or to have properties and so on, no, but with the little you have. As I normally tell you from the beginning, that I began with a button phone. But even if I handled the button phone, I first stood in the midst of the mountains, on the hills. I shouted because the echo could repeat, repeat after me. <laughs> That's where I took it as if it was my audience, and I preached a gospel. From there, that's when I was joined, and I got a, a smartphone, and I use a smartphone to serve the living God. Right now, you're listening to me. Wherever you are, people from different countries and over the world, they're listening to me right now, just because I'm using a simple guide and a phone. I haven't just forgotten, I haven't yet forgotten what you call the media houses and so on. No. But with it, you have you can preach the gospel. You can be a kingdom builder. Yes, um, Pastor Richard, how are you? Good evening. <laughs> yes, good evening, dear. You're most welcome. How are you? I'm very good. Nice to hear from you again. <laughs> nice to hear from you also. It's a wonderful program. Yeah, for real. I've been missing you, and uh, I remember the time that we had to see each other. I'm now admiring to mm. see you face to face. <laughs> Anytime I'm coming back. Oh. Yes, I, we are also very okay. We are wonderful. God is protecting us and we're going on well with God's work. That's very good. Can you please, uh, in just one minute, briefly tell us how has been the experience of your weekend up to this day of Monday? Wow, the weekend has been so, I can't say it has been so hectic. It has been so marvelous with a lot of God's work. First and 
foremost, I want also to welcome all my friends who have joined this uh, program. Podbean, I'm seeing my friend Kacho Margaret, you are most welcome. Wow. Though you may not hear, uh, we may not hear you very now because I'm not allowing you to call in, but you are most welcome. I'm so grateful. The weekend has been so wonderful with a lot of God's work. We've been in the ministry, been in schools ministry, prisons ministry, and God is doing tremendous work. That's very great. And we thank God so much. Is it okay for her if she can come in and she will talk to us, like greeting us? Probably I can do that. Kacho, uh, you can call to call in. Okay. As she's doing that and we're connecting, let me just give you guys a break. Okay, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity that you have given me to share with you the message of God. Amen. And I will, I will allow my friend, if I can use the vernacular, Nisabu Kacho Maga, Nambero Kusanga, hash, call in to. 
ninsabotera hunuko tukuhulizangane kacho magret namburo hash call in to ningozotera ngoza kwiri rakali yao yeah i have to mix up the language so that uh, all people can understand what i'm trying to share but i think all of us are together yeah it's okay <laughs> um it's a great privilege and i thank god so much for this wonderful topic that talks about kingdom builders and i believe all of us have been called by god to become kingdom builders so uh i'm just going to give a brief introduction about kingdom builders when you, when you talk about the kingdom and i believe you're specifically talking about the kingdom of god and we talk about the kingdom of god because i know that all of us that's our target in future and what time would all of us want to be in the kingdom of god so when i talk about the kingdom of god actually in a brief introductory part of it The kingdom of God refers to his sovereignty, power, authority and dominion over heaven and earth. When you talk about the kingdom of God, I repeat again, it talks it means the sovereignty of God, his power, his authority and dominion over heaven and on over heaven and on earth. And it's not only in heaven, but it's also in our lives as his children. Or all those who trusted or who believed in Jesus Christ. Um, there is one scholar, I can quote what he said. He said that we don't serve in a democracy, but in theocracy. So the kingdom of heaven is not a democratic kingdom. It's a theocratic kingdom. And say so it's not a republic, it's a kingdom. Those are two different systems. In the kingdom, you don't have leaders and followers. This is what the scholar was saying. That in the kingdom, we don't have scholars and followers. You have what you call the masters and subjects, lords and servants. And in the kingdom, you'll never hear of a constitution. In other words, there is no what you call negotiation or we have to sit and negotiate or we have to agree together. It's not there. So that's why we don't have the constitution. There are only decrees. God commands. God decrees. And we also as children, also we make what you call a decree. There is no any negotiation. There is no any disagreement or agreement. It's not there. That's all about the kingdom of God that I'm talking about. And he continues saying that uh, you don't have a parliament. In other words, there is no discussion there. Why you say I, I agree with you or you don't agree? There is all what we call a council. That's a brief about what the kingdom of God is. So this scholar, his name is called Mr. Alex, and he was trying to describe what the kingdom is. And therefore... I just want also to ask ourselves, oh, I just want to brief a question and say, who are kingdom builders? This is a question. Because the theme says kingdom builders. And when you talk about the kingdom, I believe that uh, the program you're talking about, the kingdom of God, it's not another kingdom. Hope I'm right. Mr. JB? Yes, you're very right, sir. Yeah. So when I talk about the kingdom of God, now the question comes again, if I've asked, who are kingdom builders because we can talk about the kingdom builders we can talk about the kingdom of god but we don't know who are they that are qualified 
to build the kingdom of God? Who are they that are qualified to participate in the kingdom of God? Because it's not for everybody. Remember, we have two kingdoms. We have the kingdom of God, which is the sovereign kingdom, and we have also the kingdom of darkness, and whose dominion is under the devil. So when you talk about the kingdom of God, we talk about his dominion on earth. We talk about his dominion in our lives. We talk about his dominion in heaven. We talk about his supremacy, his authority, his power. That's what we talk about. Now, who are they that are kingdom builders? That's the first question that we would like to ask of all ourselves. Now, the kingdom builders, those are the people who have already accepted and trusted Jesus Christ for salvation. You must, the only way you can qualify yourself to become a kingdom partaker or a kingdom builder, you must be a person who has already trusted Christ as Lord and Savior. That is qualification number one. Automatically, when you believe in Christ, when you trust in Him, you automatically qualify for the kingdom of God. Therefore, once you qualify for the kingdom of God, God calls you a participant. You are called to participate in the kingdom of God. You are called to build in the kingdom of God. We are called to expand in the kingdom of God. That's what it means. So only those who have trusted Christ, those who have believed in Him, and those who have received the salvation. You cannot be part of the kingdom unless you have accepted to become a partaker. You see? You cannot be part of the kingdom unless you have accepted to become a partaker. A partaker of who? Partaker of the kingdom of God. So, This means that you have to accept. This means that you have accepted to become a servant. Remember, I told you in the kingdom of God, there are two things. I repeat again, we don't have leaders and followers. These things might be a bit confusing, but that's what it means. We don't have leaders and followers. We have what we call masters and subjects. We have what we call the lords and servants. We don't have parliament. We only have what we call a council. That's what the kingdom of God is. In other words, as I said before, there is no this age uh, 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 an opportunity of agreeing and disagreeing. It's not there. It is just a decree. Whatever God commands is what is done. When God says this, it is what is done. That's why in most cases, when you read the scriptures, there is no way God had a negotiation. Apart from Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, where he said, come now and let us reason together. And reasoning together, he was also just talking about our life of transformation from um, the kingdom of darkness to, uh, to the kingdom of God or the kingdom of eternity. It is only where we are seeing the agreement. Come and let us reason together. But in all other, other scriptures, when even read in the Old Testament, we are seeing a decree. We are seeing a command. God commands. God makes a decree. 
and it is done. There is no parliament where you have to negotiate and agree. It's not there. Where you say this one is no, this one is yes, no. The kingdom is not like that. The kingdom is where God makes a decree. That's why in most cases, even when God was making his instructions, he was making a decree. He commanded. Most of the time, you see, remember when he had his time with the disciples, he commanded them, go and do this. Go and preach the gospel. That he used to give them powers and authorities. So that's all about the kingdom of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, as I've said before, the one who qualified to become a kingdom builder is a person who has really trusted and already accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. Someone can read for us 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. Is there anybody online? Can we get in a second person line to read for us? Yeah, it's okay. First Corinthians chapter 3, yeah, verse 9. Okay. Can I have someone to read for us? Uh, anyone that you can call on Ash to call in, please call in. That if you are near the Bible and you can read for us, as I'll be posting them uh, here on the interface. So, First Corinthians 3, chapter 9, I've already posted it there. The, uh, new... Yes, I love it because I want all of, all of us to become participants, not only to become listeners. So, if another person can read it. Kingdom Builders. <laughs> Yes. May I have, uh, is Maria, can Maria come in? Is it okay? Maria Gorit? Is it okay? Hmm. Is there. He has entered the studio. Oh, Maria Gorit, you can please call in. Or anyone that can volunteer, please call in. And uh, yes, yeah, someone has come in. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Someone is there, so can read for us. Yes. First Corinthians chapter three verse nine. Still waiting. <laughs> Maybe still waiting. Okay, let, let me read for the first as <laughs> themselves. Uh, first Corinthians chapter three verse nine says, For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. Praise the Lord. That's wonderful. Here, Paul was trying to describe the kind of the kingdom, uh, actually the kingdom work that he was saying. And in First Corinthians, he was saying that, for we are God's fellow workers. What was he meaning? And your God feels. It means there is a space, what you call, I, I, call, I, I, I call it expansion. God, when God calls us as fellow workers, we have also to draw the people who are called God's field so that we also do God's work in them. Paul was emphasizing about becoming God's fellow worker. In other words, we are called to serve God in his kingdom. We are called to do expansion. We are called to expand his kingdom. We are called to preach the gospel. We are called to serve him in our capacities, in our talents, in our callings, in our gifts. That's why Paul was meaning here that we are called God's servants. And he was giving this reference to the Corinthians when he was giving himself as a God's fellow worker. To those who are not, not yet acknowledged the kingdom of God as the field or the God's building. So it means what? We are all called to become participants in the kingdom of God. We are all called to build the kingdom of God. 
We are all called to expand the kingdom of God. This uh, calling, uh, this actually the, being a, call, uh, a, a, a co-worker with Christ, I told you the qualification is when you have trusted, when you have believed in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and his Savior. That's the only qualification. Then afterwards you undergo what we call discipleship. Discipleship means training. That's training when you're being trained in the Word of God. That's why you're being trained in the prayers. That's why you also get time to read God's Word. And you do also start what you call the expansion of God's kingdom. So to be a co-worker of God, what does it mean? To be a co-worker of God means that you have been bound together with God. In other words, you're working with God. You are bound together with Him. That's what it means to become a co-worker. You have to be bound with God. You have to lose something of yourself into Him. There are things, there is that old life that you used to live in that you will have to forego. Remember that all of us have been living and we still live in this sinful nature. Just being saved by the grace of God and through faith we obtain righteousness. Then we, we obtain transformation by the Holy Spirit. Then our God calls us for His work to become a co-worker. So there are things in the nature, in, there are some of the nature things in us, the natural things, the nature of sin in us, that we forego. Yesterday, actually, I was listening to one of the preachers. He was teaching, uh, talking about prayer and he was talking about the power of sin. He was saying this. He was saying that Jesus Christ redeemed us or redeemed us from the penalty of sin. That's what he told us, I remember. He redeemed us from the penalty of sin. But still, sin has power. What does it mean? If you are not a worker with Christ, if you have not committed yourself to Him, there is no way you're going to expand His kingdom. Because remember, there are always two kingdoms. The Bible says in John, where Satan say, uh, Jesus said that Satan is the prince of this world. And there are two kingdoms which are fighting each other. There's the kingdom of darkness and there's the kingdom of God. But all we know that still the kingdom of God is stronger and is powerful. So, when God calls us to become kingdom builders, we are called to become a co-worker with Him. We are called to serve Him. We are called to do with Him. We are called to walk with Him. Wherever God walks, we walk. When He stops, we stop. See, 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12. If someone is ready, can read for us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 12. Any better on a line? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, um, verse 12. Be reconciled to God. Yeah. We do not commend mm. ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. Go ahead. Oh, okay. But not in heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. Or if we are of sound mm. mind, it is for you. For the Lord mm. Christ us because we judge thus. That, that mm. if one died for all, then all died. And mm. he died for yes. 
that those who live should mm. live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for those them. Those who sh- again. You see, those who should no longer live for themselves. When you become a kingdom builder, when you become a partaker of the conscious kingdom, you cannot live by yourselves. You live by God. Because I told you that in the kingdom of God, we don't have what we call democracy. We have what we call theocracy. The dominionship of God. The relationship of God. We don't have what we call a parliament. We have a council. We have masters and servants. So there is no, and that's why the Bible, the Bible tells us very well that he died for all of us, that according to 15, and those who live no longer for themselves, you no longer live for yourself. When God has called you to serve him, when God has called you to become part, a partaker of the kingdom, you no longer work for yourself. You work for God who called you. However, this is a quite a challenge that we are encountering today whereby people have turned down or people have turned the gospel upside down whereby you find that the people to these days work for themselves. But they no longer work for the one who called them. Because when you work for yourself, what does it mean? It means that even in the kingdom of God, what is going to happen? You are going to become selfish. You see? You are going to become selfish. That's why we find that even in the kingdom of God, where you work for yourselves, you don't exalt others. You become inferior. Everyone who comes near to you and has a calling, probably has a gift that can contribute towards the kingdom, becomes the scarce call to you. Probably you think that it's going to take over your glory. Probably you think that it's going to take over your power. It's going to take over. That's what people think about. That's most cases happens when they start working for themselves. But if you work for Christ, what does it mean? It is God who will be exalted. You lower yourself down and you work for the one who called you. Because we work with God. Go ahead. JB, you can go ahead. I stopped on verse uh, <laughs> 1. Okay. Um, let me see this verse. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... Oh, no, no, no. That is mm. and, and he died for all that those who live should live no longer for themselves but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, yes. from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we have known We regard no one according to the flesh. Mm. Though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him mm. thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone yes. is in Christ, he is a new creation. All the things are passed mm-hmm. away. Behold, all things are you? come new. Mm-hmm. Now all things are God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry mm-hmm. of reconciliation. That yes. is... Yes, go up to... Up to? Up to 20. Up to 20. Okay. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. 20. Now then, mm. we are ambassadors of Christ. As though God... We are um, ambassadors, ambassadors of Christ. As though mm-hmm. you are pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, 
be reconciled to God. Yes, you can saw from there. The key word which I want to talk about about the kingdom builders that even God has called us to be ambassadors. Ambassadors are representatives. You are called to be a representative of God. Ambassador, an ambassador talks about the goodness of, the, of his or her country. He can never talk about the negativity or the weakness of the country. And ambassador is there to defend his or her country. So when God calls you an ambassador, what does it mean? You are called to build the kingdom. You are called to preach the kingdom. You are called to expand the kingdom. You talk about, you are a defender. That's why you are called an ambassador. So an ambassador is also a co-worker. You see? What does it mean? That if, if, when you trusted Christ, when you gave your life to him, when you trusted him, it is not just end there. There is a role that you have to also to participate. You are a partaker of the kingdom. God calls you to build. God calls us to expand. God calls us to represent him on earth. That's why we are called ambassadors. That's what Paul was talking about. But therefore we are called ambassadors of Christ. To represent God here on earth. To present God in everybody. Now sometimes the question comes, if I ask most believers, if I ask you dear listeners, are you really an ambassador of Christ or you an ambassador of yourself? Because things have really changed. That's the reality. People are no longer ambassadors of Christ. People are ambassadors themselves. People have built their own empire. You hear so and so and so's ministry. It's about him. You see? That when, that when you lose the reverence of God, actually when you are establishing your kingdom, what happens in you? you the, the, when, the reverence of, of, Lord, of God actually disappears from you. This means that even you start doing your own things that appeases you, that excites you. That's why in most cases you have seen most preachers today, those who are no longer the ambassadors of the Christ, they are uh, doing things for themselves. They are building, they are establishing their own names, which is not what the scripture talks about. Because the main purpose, when God calls us as kingdom builders, He calls us to represent Him. He calls us to publicize Him. He calls us to preach about Him. As I've told you before, an ambassador represents a country, a president of. So we are called also ambassadors to represent Christ on earth. How will you identify an ambassador? You will identify an ambassador by the way how he does the things. You cannot just find an ambassador anywhere. An ambassador is very sensitive. In whatever he speaks is very sensitive. He's very careful. So we are called also an ambassadors of Christ. To build or to expand the kingdom of God. In First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, read it there, First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. First Peter chapter 2, verse Says, uh, but you are chosen generation, a loyal priesthood, 
Yes. The key word I wanted is there is a royal. Yes, read again. Praise be to God. Now, the key word to underline is, there is the word royal. That's the key word to underline. Who is the royal? Who is the royal person? A key word to underline is the word royal. That you are a chosen generation, a royal. You cannot have that typo. You cannot have that title. You cannot be called a royal unless you bring you belong to a kingdom. You cannot have that title unless you belong the certain kingdom. So here the Bible confirms with us here that we are a chosen generation. A chosen, those are the elects. Those are the ones who are set apart. A royal prof, uh, priesthood. Once you are royal, it means you belong to the kingdom. That's what you hear about the royal clans. We have all kingdoms. You have a royal clan. These are the, 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 and not everybody qualifies to become a royal. No. There must be a clan that he belongs. It's unfortunate that we have lost the Queen of England. But it's not every, even that after his death that everybody just will be able to take over the throne. No. There is a class, there is a line that is followed. That's why you find that immediately after he passed, she passed home, Another person took over, and that is his son. Now we have King Charles the Third. So we are grateful because God has given us a wonderful and a beautiful name. We have been chosen. We have been called to belong to the kingdom of God. Therefore, if we are royal priesthood, we have to behave like people who are of the royals. The Bible says we are a holy, a holy nation. We are his own people. But what are we called to do? To proclaim the praises. That's a resp- In other words, the royal or the priesthood or the kingdom builders are assigned with the responsibilities. And that's what I'm saying, if you're called a royal priesthood, you have to go Oh, you're called to do what? To proclaim the praises of Him, marvelous light. You see, it is just by the grace of God. It is just by His blood. Let me tell you this: the royal family is through the blood. How do we join? It is through the blood of Jesus Christ that we were able also to become royals. We are also able to become a royal family in the kingdom of God. It's the blood of Jesus that did so. So whoever automatically enters into the royal, uh, into, in, uh, uh, enters into uh, salvation, or whoever or, or accepts Jesus Christ and is cleansed by their blood, that blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses him, that sacrifices her, makes her a royal person. So here the Bible is calling us that we are chosen. We are called to be, uh, called to be a royal priesthood. Priesthood is the same as all the servants. Those who are called to serve God in the altar. Those who are called to minister unto God. 
Those are the priests. There is a responsibility that God is giving us. There is a responsibility that has God has given each of us. And therefore, if you are called to be a royal priesthood, therefore we are supposed to perform the activities of the kingdom, and that is the kingdom of God. Because through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are sanctified. And by sanctification, we are called a holy nation. We are called His people. And we are called to proclaim the praises of Him. To proclaim. Proclaim means to announce loudly. That's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Because I know it is the power of God. So we are therefore called to proclaim the praises of God everywhere. We are called to manifest the light of God everywhere, wherever we are. Secondly, when you look at the royal people, they, do just, they don't behave, behave like the, any other ordinary people. No. There is a way how they take themselves. There is a way how they handle themselves. Royals, you cannot find them anywhere. So if God has called us as a royal priesthood, a royal, as I've told you, that it's, it's a kingdom word, means that for only those who belong to the kingdom, for those who are qualified to be with the kingdom. So by the grace of Jesus Christ and His blood that was shed on Calvary, we also qualify to become royals in the kingdom of God. So therefore, Royals also build the kingdom. We are called to build the kingdom. We are called to expand the kingdom. So, if we talk about another thing, say, what, is a, what is about the kingdom? Because most of us, we may be hearing about kingdom builders, but we don't know what is about the kingdom. That's what we also want to know about. What is about the kingdom? So, we can read uh, Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Yes, JB, are you still there? Or another person can call in. Yes, I'm there. Are we still together? Yes. For the kingdom of God is not all about eating and drinking, but righteousness, joy, and peace in the kingdom of God. My dear brethren, this is where now we mess up. This is where now we mess up. You know the reason why we mess up? Because the kind of the gospel that we preach today is the one which has messed us, messed it up. What is the kind of the come, the Lord will heal you. Come, the Lord is going, you, you see that kind of gospel. So the kingdom of God, most people have taken it as, 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 as a, I, 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 I call it as, as a, a, a place of receiving, 
of a place where you can solve your own about food. But here I was trying to clarify that it is not about eating and drinking. It is about righteousness. Now, what is about righteousness? How do you obtain righteousness? There is no way you can qualify to become a partake of the kingdom. It is by justification. It is our faith in Christ that you are justified and receive righteousness. So the kingdom of God is not about excitement as we think. Come the Lord, it is not all about that. It is about righteousness. So therefore, what does it mean? Unless you practice righteousness, unless taker of the kingdom of God, So it is not about the way you think. It is not the way about that we think. Yes, though prosperity is there. It is not about we think that are automatically in the kingdom of God. Because that's the kind of gospel we ask you to. Come, the Lord is going to make you rich. Come, it is not all about that. It is about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the Bible says. The truth is, there is no kingdom that is poor. That's the reality. There is no kingdom, no very well, every kingdom is rich. Kingdoms have assets. Kingdom has everything. The kingdom you need on earth is not a priority. The car you are talking about in the kingdom of God is not a priority. The house you are talking about in the kingdom of God, come in the, God, come in the kingdom of God, you receive a house, is not a priority. The priority of God is your righteousness. The priority of God is your holiness with Him. Because once you receive righteousness, then you automatically become connected with Him. Do this. That's why, let me tell if, if, if that's why most people have messed up the gospel. If I ask you the reason, why, why are you paying a kind of things? It's because I want to be well. That's not all what the kingdom of God is about. People have given out seeds. People have given out money. People have given out wealth. Why? Because for them, they want to be well. They think that the kingdom of God is about that. I, 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 uh, of which it's not all about. People have come to kingdom just because they want healing. But it's not about righteousness. That's why in most cases we find that there are very many people who, who have come to the kingdom, but actually their deeds are totally contrary to what the kingdom of God is all about. Very many people are doing a lot of nonsense. Very many people are doing their own things. Very many people are following their own things. And they think the kingdom of all is about, about being well. No, it's not all about that. That's not a priority. The kingdom of God is about righteousness. It is through righteousness that you are being connected to God. It is through righteousness that you are being reconciled to God. It is through righteousness through Him that we believe that we become like Him. We become a royal priesthood. You see? So these other things later come. These other things follow us afterward. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 3, Rather, rather, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. You can read it there. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew 6, 
Are you there, JB? Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew 6, 33. Um, let me get it here. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry for the little bit. Matthew chapter 6. It says that, but mm. first the kingdom of God. He says, seek first the kingdom of God. What is the priority of the kingdom? His righteousness. Mm-hmm. And his righteousness. Things shall be added to you. Even if you stop there. What is the first priority? Is it about your wealth that you are seeking for? Is it about the good marriage that you are seeking for? Is it about the money that you are seeking for? The Bible says it's not all about it. Though all those are in the kingdom. It's not a priority. So people today have turned it in the opposite way. Because when actually you find that why people are in the kingdom, it's because they have different motives. Different motives. People are in the kingdom to seek wealth. People are in the kingdom to seek marriage, good marriage. People are in the kingdom to seek money. People are in the kingdom to seek whatever they see. That's why most cases you have seen that there are most people who are today in the church. They'll tell you that they are believers, but actually what they do, all their deeds are totally contrary to the kingdom principles. Their deeds are totally the kingdom principles. And this is a challenge. It is righteousness in us that tacks away, I call it greed of what we need. You know that sometimes we know we have people in the kingdom who have that kind of greed. They believe they have to take. They believe they have to be rich. They believe they have to be. There is a certain kind of class that they need. Of which God doesn't consider that one as a priority. Because what God considers as a priority is this. Is our relationship with him. And that is the true righteousness. Our connection with him. And that is true righteousness. Let me tell you. By what you do, you are either building the kingdom of God or you are building your own empire. By what you do, you are either building your own the kingdom of God or building your own, own empire. If the kingdom of God is not a priority in your life, what does it mean? We are going to seek your own things. You are going to do your own things. And that's why the challenge is. That's why in most cases when you see and find in most of the churches, you find someone is said he's a born again Christian, he believes in Jesus Christ, but he's doing a lot of nonsense. What it does does not depict his royal or her royal priesthood. There is no righteousness at all. One time I was telling somebody that even today churches are becoming theaters. You go to the church because the other church has a very powerful music. Because it has the powerful singers. 
And whenever they are preaching, they preach things that excite you. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to America. It's not about going to America. America is not heaven, dear people. America is not heaven. <laughs> so God has never called us to preach the gospel of the Americans. It's not all about that. It is about the righteousness. That's why Jesus also was very clear. He said, first, he said, first, let the kingdom of God be a priority. And the priority is the righteousness. Then these other things, these other things, what are those other things? Monies, cars, good marriage, what, what, blessings, whatever you think of will either follow you. These other things should not lead us. These other things should follow us. What you should prioritize is the righteousness. Therefore, when we obtain righteousness, we are building the kingdom of God. And by what we do is what builds the kingdom of God. Sincerely, if I ask you a question, how many people are admiring Christ because there is this character of royalness in you? How many people outside there that you are with, whatever you are working with or you are studying with, are saying, surely I am going to get saved because I am seeing that royalness in you or I am seeing that royalness in him? How many people? Oh, it is just gambling. That, hey, you are also born again a Christian. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, you see, it's not about gambling. The royals don't gamble. By their deeds, they are known as royals. So, if you're a kingdom builder, do what God wants you to do. What is your priority? What is your first thing? Is this about these other things or it is about righteousness and his kingdom as he talked about? So lastly, as I conclude, we want to look up, uh, about the benefits of the kingdom. The benefits of the kingdom. I'm concluding. The truth is, once you seek the righteousness, once you become a royal priesthood in the kingdom, once you do what we call God's expansion, there are some benefits that you are going to receive. And the first benefit is the reward at the end from Jesus Christ. The reward at the end from Jesus Christ. That's one benefit. Of the kingdom of God. The reward. Revelation chapter 22. Verse 12. You can read it there. Revelation 22 verse 12. Revelation 22 verse 12. Um, hey. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 22 and verse 12. Jesus testifies to the churches. And behold, I'm coming mm. quickly. 
Behold, I'm coming with you. Stop from there. Behold, I am coming quickly. That's what the Bible says. And his reward is with him to give to everybody. Who are they? Those are kingdom builders. To give to everybody according to his work. So this is one benefit. Once you belong to the kingdom, once you're a kingdom builder, expect a reward from our Lord Jesus Christ. Not even now, but even at the end. And that's what's called the crown. We have different five types of crowns, which we shall discuss them about later. The crown of righteousness. The crown of perseverance. All those crowns. Those are the rewards. Jesus is coming back and is going to reward all of those. Who are they? The participants, the partakers, the kingdom builders. The second reward is eternity. The second reward is eternity. I believe so. We are all working for eternity. If you are a partaker of the kingdom, or if you are part of the kingdom builder, that assurance is there for you. The assurance of eternity. Then lastly, It is what you call the physical additional blessings. Physical additional blessings. That we have just read it in Matthew chapter 3 verse 33. These other things will follow you. What am I trying to show you? Once you become a kingdom partaker, once you become a kingdom builder, automatically, God will have to add you the others that he talked about. Once you persevere, there is a blessing coming. Because God knows that you need them. God knows that you deserve them. So as I'm concluding, let not what we are struggling for from God become the priority. The priority is our relationship with Him through righteousness. The priority is serving him all wholeheartedly. And believing that is the rewarder, as the Bible says, of all those who do good things. God bless us. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, want to thank you for this wonderful moment. I thank you, Lord, for these dear listeners that have heard your word today or tonight, God. Lord, we believe that you have a purpose with your life. Lord, we believe that there's a change that you're making in our lives. Lord, we believe that you're fulfilling your word in our lives, King of Glory. Father, we ask you to take over control. Father, we ask you to transform us. Father, we ask you to forgive us. Father, let your blood continue to cleanse and sacrifice us, O Lord. We give you praise and we thank everything that is upon our lives. We give you praise and we thank you through our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray and we believe. Amen. God bless you so much for your listeners. And JB, I have a program to you.
But you might have any point that you've written and uh, really, really, this is such a blessing and we've gone deep, we've gone to understand different things, we've talked about the physical additional blessings, we've talked about the benefits of the kingdom, we got to know what is the kingdom of God and who are those that are kingdom builders. Indeed, this is something that very, very good that we need to put uh, in practice and we know that really God is a marvelous God. Let me recognize these following people. Please allow me to recognize you. Kagoya Shalom, thank you so much for tuning for tonight. Maria Goretti, thank you so much for tuning tonight. May God bless you so much. Esther John, thank you so much for joining tonight. There is this Kiru. Some names are very hard. Okay, Maria Goretti, I've talked about you. Uh, who else can I talk about? Teacher Wilson, thank you so much. There's a, this another name which is somehow hard. Thank you so much for joining for tonight. Uh, there is Kacho Margaret, thank you so much for joining tonight. There is Vilki FNNB, thank you so much for joining uh, for tonight. May God bless you so much. We are so much humbled, really, guys, to receive you tonight. There is life. Someone is called Life. Hey, that's very great, by the way. Someone called Life. <laughs> Benson Muta, Mutambuzi. Yeah. Benson Mutambuzi. Thank you so much for having joined tonight. My health. Thank you so much for joining tonight. Oh, those are names. <laughs> Mabena. Mabena. Oh. <laughs> Miss, Miss. Yes, sir. Mr. JB. Allow me to welcome Mr. Benson Mutambuzi. When in a quarter, I'm longer. In fact, I, 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 allow me, let him call. Let him call and hear his voice. To call yeah, him. By the way. Ben, you can. Oh, on mm. my list to, to people who are live, uh, he's, he's not listed. So he cannot access the call because he's not listed here. I think I will need to find. Uh, I think I will okay. need to next time to write a separate link, uh, my, my, the, a separate email, so that someone when someone enters, it's very easy that that person can access uh, the call. The calls. Mm. I'm very sorry for that, but thank you so much, everyone who have just joined. Yes, Kagoya, I can read your comments. You're saying God bless you. Now these comments are going to you, Pastor. That my men, God bless you, Pastor. This day I've been blessed. This is Kagoya who have said it is. Maria Gwet has been uh, um, commenting and so many others. Guys, we are so much blessed. And uh, yeah, this is such a wonderful time. We shall have him next time. And as we are bringing more things, as we are discussing and learning, I'm continuing to remind you that every Wednesday lunch hour we shall be having what we call the music request. Please, if you have a, a, a song that you love most, we shall be playing it for you. 
on this month like today this is when we have these words that as we are learning and then on wednesday at night we always again learning then on the thursday at night always we have pastor austin even during lunch hour we have him when he is teaching pastor austin is coming from india he's always teaching us friday that's when we meet uh teacher nicholas teacher nicholas when we go back to the day of wednesday that's when we have pastor quiz and he's always teaching uh preaching to us and uh, of course this friday <laughs> as i told you it's going to be our first friday mega friday overnight and uh, we shall stop anytime that we feel like but we are going to enjoy please all pastors are invited pastors are going to preach pastors are going to give testimonies pastors are going to do different things they are going to be talking to us and pastor richard it's just a, a letter that is um, i'm supposed to write but i'm going to send you data to invite you please to be on this podcast on that day on, on this friday of this week and uh, we are going to be praying we are going to pray we are going to have testimonies we are going to worship we are going to listen to different things and uh, some men and women of god are going to be talking to us and this time around pastor richard we shall request you that even we give uh <laughs> the wife the opportunity to talk to us she can tell us uh how <laughs> can we handle our husbands the way how she has handled you for <laughs> like like in general, in general like parenting parenting and we shall start at nine of course as our usual time we shall start at nine and we shall end at any time that we feel like so whoever comes in we give the services and then um yeah then we shall finish where we feel like yeah now we are done and uh yes there are so many pastors are going to join us and there are so many ministers of god that are going to join us singers uh, we have artists we have gresham those who knows gresham 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 is a gospel artist and uh we are going to have willington we are going to have willington he's going to be singing to us and of course definitely pastor nowadays is a pastor yeah that is pastor ngoma uh, we are going to be with the pastor Ngoma on that overnight live here and he's going to minister to us through preaching at the same time he's going to sing uh because he's a singer some of most of you who knows pastor Ngoma i know yeah you know we were supposed to have pastor Bugembe, but the challenge that that friday is so much fixed but he has told me that next time he will make it and he will manage to be with us pastor Bugembe. And uh, of course, uh, <laughs> of course, someone has not yet uh, confirmed, but everyone I know is asking him, Simo herself, who is that one that you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, but he's not yet mm-hmm. confirmed, but end time, end time, end time, because he's a very, very busy man, and he's a very big man in this country, and it was going to be his first time to be on podcast but he told me he cannot confirm now but whether he comes or not but just to know we had got an opportunity to have pastor Sewada from Ndeva on this podcast on Friday so let's pray hard so that his program is not so much fixed so if he be online and he shall enjoy and enjoy Let's pray as we are closing up. Father, we thank you for this night. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mighty. We thank you for everyone and everybody that uh, has been online tonight. 
We pray that King of Glory may all the ones that we've had continue to do a very, very, very great work in our lives and to change everything in our lives. And we pray that King of Glory, as you live and as you love us, King of Glory, Father, that we shall continue to walk in your ways. We have understood that we are the kingdom builders and we pray that, King of Glory, Father, we are going to be the impact in the rest of this country. We are going to be the impact in this world. We are going to be the impact to our fellow youth, to our fellow ministers, to our fellow people, people in this world, those who are discouraged, those who are ready down, those who are hopeless, those who doesn't have faith. And King of God, Father, we believe that by your grace, everything is going to be very, very awesome. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm reminded yes, I see Kaguya Sharon is saying that we are ready for the overnight. Yes, be ready. Tell people about this service. Tell people about this overnight. Uh, share the link. Direct people how to register with this link. The, the registration happens only once. And then the rest of times, as long as someone receives a link, yeah. if you have uh, WhatsApp groups, send the link uh, in WhatsApp groups. Just share the link and they will be joining. And at the end of the day, we shall be with them on that Friday. Encourage them and tell them, really, we are going to be blessed on that day. May God bless you so much. And I pray that everybody will have a nice good night. Thank you so much, Pastor. May God bless you. We love 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 and love and love you.